For the Lord is great and certainly worthy of praise, for he's more awesome than all the gods. And so this morning, that's what we get to do. We get to come together and we get to tell each other. We get to sing and we get to declare what God has done of his splendor and his majesty, how he's delivered us, how he's saved us, how he's been faithful. And we get to declare that together as a family. And so, Father God, we just thank you that we get to come and worship you this morning. We thank you that we get to come and worship you in a nation that does not recognize you. And Father God, that as we declare these songs of praise of your majesty and splendor, Father God, and of your deliverance and your faithfulness and your majesty, Father God, that as our lives are transformed and as you are glorified and honored, Father God, that this nation, this region will get to see you and know you, Father. And so, Father God, we don't just worship for, for now, Father God, but we worship for what's to come, for what you're going to do, Father, to give you honor and glory for that. So we just worship you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Can I ask the team that's handing out the elements to do that so long? Can, can we sing that chorus again as we do that? In 1 Corinthians 11, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed unto you. That day, the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took the bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this every time you drink it in remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so when we take the bread and we take the juice that we drink, it's in remembrance of what Christ did. And this is something I want to encourage you. It's not something that we just do on a Friday morning every now and again, but it's something that you can do every day. You can do it with your friends, with your family, by yourself, in the coffee shop. Just taking this moment to pause and to reflect and to remember what Christ did for us, that his body was broken for us, that his blood was spilled for us, that through his death he made a way for us to have relationship with the Father, for us to come before him, earning righteousness through him and what he did, earning forgiveness through what he did, understanding that it's not about what I can do, but what he has done for us. And so, Father, we thank you for this bread that represents your body the sacrifice of Jesus in his body that was broken for us, that was beaten for us, for our iniquities, for our disease, for, for all the things that happened, Father. 
And we thank you that through this, we can live a whole and full life. So we thank you, Jesus, and we remember you as we eat of this bread. And Father, we take this cup which represents the blood that was shed for us. A blood that is the most powerful thing, the thing that washes us clean, that has brought forgiveness and salvation and has made a way to you. And Father, I thank you that as we drink this, we remember the sacrifice that you made for us. That we can come to you in relationship, in friendship and in love. And we remember you, Jesus, and we say thank you again and again and again for what you have done for us. In Jesus' name.
Yeah, Father, we are just so in awe of you. We are so thankful for what you have done for us. Father, I thank you first for your incredible splendor and majesty, for your faithfulness towards us, for your love that endures always, for your goodness and your mercy follow us. Chase us down, Father, as we, as we sit at the table and feast on your presence, as we feast on your word, as we feast on you. Father God, you're with us. So, Father, I just thank you for this incredible moment where we can come together and worship you. And, Father God, I pray, Lord, that these songs would not stop when we leave here this morning, but they will continue through the week as we worship you, Father God, in the way that we work, in the way that we go about our days, in the way that we talk to people and love on people. Father God, would our acts of worship rise as sweet incense to you and be pleasing to you. We just give you all the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take your seats. And as part of our worship, we also want to worship God with what he's given us, with our tithes and offerings. And so if we can hand the baskets out there just over there. It says in James 1 verse 17, it says, For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shadow due to change. And it's just a really good reminder that what we have is because of what he has given us. I had a conversation with someone in the past week where they, just, they were just like, God deposited minerals and gold and diamonds and oil and all these things underneath the surface of the earth for us to discover. And it's just saying that so often we forget that God is this God who provides in plentiful, in abundance, and we're so scared to, and we hold into what we've been given, but God is saying, I gave it to you in the first place. And so we give as our worship in abundance of what Christ has given to us to bless him and to honor him and to walk in freedom from the hold of money over our lives. So Father God, I thank you for just your provision of, your tithe, of the money that we've received, Father God, from you. And Father, I pray, Lord, that 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 is given would be, we just pray for blessing, we pray for provision, we pray for wisdom in how to work with what you've given us. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue to show yourself faithful in this area in our lives, Father. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You might be wondering who all these strange faces are running around the church. <laughs> and so uh, we have Hilton over here. You can stand and look at everyone. <laughs> not yet, not yet. So this is Hilton. Hilton is from Open Skies Church in Kloof, or Kloof in Durban, South Africa. And then we have Rory and a team of interns that are with him as well. And they are just blessing us big time. Thank you, guys. Um, and then they were with the youth last night. Apparently, it was really good. <laughs> I don't qualify to be there, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's just good to have you guys with us. Thank you for just being here. It's good to have you. Um, just some announcements quickly. Um, sorry, I need to open this because I will forget. Um, tomorrow, we have a work party. Is anyone excited? Yeah, yay. <laughs> the enthusiasm is overwhelming. <laughs> and so we are going to be painting the hall. 
Uh, we are going to be sanding down some of the back desks and the front chair and repainting the foyer as well over the next two days. If you would like to join us, we will be here. Um, there might be food involved, but I'm not going to tell you unless you come. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, if you'd like to join us, we'll be probably meeting here tomorrow morning at about 9 o'clock. And we'll be going through the day. If you can come for 20 minutes, come do that, get dirty, and then go shower. Um, if you can join us for the whole day, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have music and we'll just have a, have a good time. Um, if you would like to contribute because you can't be here, we'll miss you. Um, but you can either give donations to me or to... No, I'm just teasing. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you guys involved in any way that you can. Um, so that would be amazing. Then next week, Friday, we have our Thanksgiving service. I'm excited for that because there's turkey involved, so get excited too. <laughs> so if you are not on the WhatsApp group and you haven't seen that we're having a potluck lunch, please join the WhatsApp group. You can do that by just scanning the QR code at the welcome desk in the, uh, in the foyer and joining that, and you can tell us what food you can bring. We will provide the turkeys. You provide the vegetables. I think that's a good deal, right? Yeah, turkeys are good. Um, and I think that's everything. Hilton, it's your turn. Oh, sorry, children. Almost forgot about you. You're welcome to vacate the premises. <laughs> um, follow the people with the appropriate t-shirts on. Sorry? Okay, sorry. Move this out the way. Uh, with you on that, eh? Nah, that's got muscle, bro. <laughs> Parkour. Parkour. <laughs> that is horrible. We're actually going to buy a new one. No, no, I was trying to leave before. I think. Did she show you the photo? The what? Did she show you the photo of what you want to get? No. Ah, okay. Oh, just like a clear tape. No, no, no. I'll show you later. So this is Hilton, Greg. Um, his better half is not here, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Hilton is married. He's got four children, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, can we bring the photo up? There we go. So the lady next to him is not one of his children. That's his wife. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Hilton and his family, and he'll give us a bit more of that. Um, he is, uh, leads the church, Open Skies in Kloof. Uh, he took over from your father, huh? Yep. Yeah? So, beautiful picture of legacy there. And Hilson has been here before, if you don't remember, probably 2018. Yeah, exactly and right. he did a men's breakfast with us and did some worship with us and just been an absolute blessing. So, it's good to have him back. Yeah, so, let's you. pray for you. you father God, I just want to thank you for Hilton. I also want to thank you for the team that's with him, Father God. I just pray, Lord, just before we hand upon Hilton as he preaches this morning, would you just rest in him, Holy Spirit? And I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be open to receive the word and that it would bear much fruit and transform our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you so much, Ray. So good to be back here. It's been five years, exactly. Actually, last month, five years. It felt like the other day. Ray, you've lost more hair since then. Uh, but uh, love, love Bahrain. Is that how you say it? It's good to go there. So you've got to have a little with it, like some of our Afrikaans friends over there. You've got to do the... Uh, really good to be back here. I love the, uh, I don't know, it's just so diverse, really. And so we brought our interns with us. We were trying to decide an end-of-year adventure mission trip. 
Although our last few days have been a whole bunch of fun and our friends back home are saying, are you guys actually here to work? <laughs> and it's perfect timing because I fly out tonight, the rest of the team stay. Now they've got to paint tomorrow. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, I've, I've got to fly back tonight. I'm preaching at our church on Sunday. And so the team are going to spend another week here. But it was amazing how this trip came together very kind of last minute. And I phoned Ray up. I was like, what about this idea? We just bring some guys over here and bless you guys and help out wherever we can. And uh, I can preach for you, give you a break for, for, the sun, uh, for the Friday. Sorry, our church service is on a Sunday back home. And yeah, we, it came together so quick. Uh, I love coming here. I love the coffee culture here. You guys have the best coffee. Uh, we, we're trying another one later today. We really went to the grind this morning and uh, amazing coffee, amazing malls. We went to the F1 track. We went to the water park. What else have we done? We went to Shake Shack. We went to um, Five Guys, but never again. That, was, that, that burnt my, my card. It was very expensive. We, we times everything by 50 here, friends. The rand is not strong. So like back home, we will pay uh, half a BD. What do you call that? 500 what? For a, for a coffee. Here you're paying like two, three. It's crazy. Anyway, but amazing food. Uh, Ray took me to this local spot. We had that uh, beef ticker. Is that what you call it? Ooh, so nice. Uh, Ray ate all the leftovers. <laughs> oh, it's just good to be here. We love it. And it's so nice to see all you guys. There's a couple of familiar faces. And uh, yeah, just happy to be here with you guys this morning. Ray and Lynette are amazing. They've done an awesome job. Last time I was here, you guys weren't even leading the church. It was the Lich times. Solomon, and uh, it was fun, fun to be here. Was, that, was anyone here at that men's morning that I spoke at? Oh, there's like two people. The rest of you are all new. I can say the same things again. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so I spoke at that and uh, led worship. Uh, I, I used to kind of be a worship pastor, but uh, then took over the church from my parents in 2019. And yeah, loving it. It's good to be alive. How's everybody doing? You're all good. Hey? It's uh, nice to be in an air-conditioned room when we're in the middle of a desert. Anyway, I really want to encourage us with the, the word today, and um, I just, how many of you just are anticipating God to speak to you today? Okay, I think we need to have raised hands every day with that anticipation, because God really does want to speak to us every single day, not just at church on a Friday. I think we have that expectation, we come, we go, God, what are you going to say to me today? And we sometimes only reserve that for a service, we rely often on the pastor to bring a word, but God wants to speak to you every single day. And I want to encourage us with that today. And this, I mean, there's four things that I pray every day to God is, and some of you who are familiar with this prayer, it's not a religious type prayer, but I ask God to bless me. I ask God to give me favor and influence. I ask him to be with me, to lead me, to guide me, to speak to me. And I ask God to protect me and keep me from harm. Anyone know what prayer that is? It's a Jabez prayer. What's amazing in a whole bunch of like names mentioned genealogy it stops with this guy Jabez whose name actually meant one of pain uh, I don't know what his past was uh, but he was named uh, after maybe it was pain and childbirth and he is remembered for his prayer and the best thing about the whole prayer is not even the prayer itself but it says and the Lord like granted his request I love that and we've got to be people of faith and be trusting God and speaking to Him daily and asking Him to speak to us. And it says the Lord granted His request. And 
I don't know what it's been like for you guys this year, but this year has felt like it's been a good year. I know we all have ups and downs and challenges, but it just feels after the last few years, I mean, who knew what was going to happen when I was here five years ago, what we would head into. I mean, it's been a, it's been a challenging season, I think, for, for a lot of us, you know. Um, heard a bit of your story. You guys have been through a challenging season, but God is about to bless you with the most beautiful gift. Uh, but we've all been through difficulty. Uh, there, there's an economic struggle. I mean, there's a war going on 2,000 kilometers away from us. You know, there's stuff is going on. We had COVID, all these things. We're uncertain. We're not sure. Do we, do we leave Bahrain? Do we stay here? Do we go somewhere else? And I think there's a lot of that. But one thing we really need to um, have as Christians is hope and a vision for, the, for our futures because God has one for us. And this year really has been amazing. I think something shifted from the beginning of this year for us back home. And I know it's not about having full church services, but people started coming back to church. I know you guys uh, as well, you guys shut down for a good amount of time. And it's just nice to see a full building here today. There's something powerful about the church. It says, do not forsake the gathering. And I want to encourage you guys, Ray didn't ask me to tell you this, but every Friday, I mean, if you're around and you're not you know, out of the country, be at church. Because there's power in the gathering. You would not share this message today or worship together if you weren't here. I mean, it's obvious, right? But like we miss out on so much. And I think if a pastor ever, if you ever feel like a pastor's like checking up on you and where were you, the heart isn't that to tick a box and a roster. It's, I just don't want you to miss out on what God is wanting to say and do. So well done for being at church today, um, really, because God wants to speak to you. And I want to encourage you to make that a priority in your life. But we all need vision. We all need to look ahead. We all need a hope. I'm going to come even closer to you. It just felt like I was standing too far away. Sorry, Matt, if I spit on you. Um, <laughs> but we need vision as, as a church. We, we need vision as a, as a family. Like, who are we? What are our values as a family? We need vision as a business as individuals, we all need vision. And uh, if you can just throw it up on the screen there, this is what vision really means. It's the act or power of anticipating that which will or may come to be. That word may is interesting because even in the word it says that Jesus said, I've come that you may have life. It's not a guarantee because we've actually got to tap into that because he did come to give us life and life to the full. But a lot of it is also up to us. Uh, you know, it says that you, that you, what may come to be. So even with vision, your vision may come to be. And then it actually gives um, some kind of examples, as the dictionary normally does. Like it speaks about prophetic vision. And then it speaks about the vision of an entrepreneur. And I know many of you are entrepreneurs in the room or in business, but I'm always inspired what some people are able to do, you know, business and, and vision. I mean, everyone talks about Steve Jobs, you know. How many of you got iPhones here? I'm, I'm sure most of you, okay. Those of you who've got Samsungs, we're going to have a prayer line for you after the service. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, I mean, how's the vision of this guy? I mean, he, he, who would have thought? I mean, five years ago, I never had AirPods because I was like, ah, I don't really need them. Well, that's one thing I've added to my life that I literally use most days. I mean, I listen to the word through there. If I go for a run, I mean, there's just so much vision behind Apple. Um, also, recently, we were in Texas, and uh, I was preaching at a church there. And my wife wanted to go and see this place called Magnolia. Anyone know about that place? Have anyone watched that TV show, Fixer Upper? Anyone? Some Americans in the room? Yeah, so there's this couple, Chip and Joanna Gaines, Christians apparently, from this weird town called Waco. I mean, Waco is actually remembered for uh, a cult. They've literally transformed this whole town with vision. 
they, they bought this old grain silo and just going there, I mean, there's life there. Kids are playing. There's, there's cafes, restaurants, shops. They've pulled a whole bunch of people from their community into this organization, into this business. And Magnolia is literally drawing people from all over the world. Even us as South Africans went to visit. If you're ever in Texas, go visit. It's quite powerful. But vision is so important. Now, with this prophetic vision, I think for us, we have a little extra bit as believers because there's this spiritual insight. And if you look at the word prophetic, it says something that is declared by a prophet or divinely inspired. So not only can we have vision, but we can have prophetic vision where it's divinely inspired by God. God has a divine calling, vision for your life. And today, even as a pastor, wherever it is, uh, one of my giftings is prophetic, so I begin to see things, and I'm going to explain that a little in a moment. But God wants to speak to you, and that's what prophecy is. It's 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 something for the future. It's something prophetic, and God wants us to have prophetic vision. It's, I like this uh, understanding of prophetic vision. The ability to see something that God is going to do. It's amazing. The ability to see something that God is going to do. And you know what's crazy? The world has a counterfeit. You know, people love to go for tarot card readings, and you know, they go to all sorts of people to try and help them make sense of their futures and, and their pasts even. But we don't need any of that because that's a counterfeit. We have God, something that God is going to do. And his plans for us are good, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But why do we need prophetic vision? Uh, I love Proverbs 21, 9, 18. I'm using the, for this particular passage, the next two is the TPT, considered more a, a interpretation, uh, not literal, but it's, it's probably more like the message. But it says this, when there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, I love this, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Isn't that beautiful? Heaven's bliss fills your soul. But when you have no clear prophetic vision, you wander astray. We, we, we need prophetic vision, not only from earthly pastors, but from God and from people that can help us and lead us and guide us. And I don't know about you, but I've been in spaces in my life where I haven't had much clarity of what the future looks like. Anyone been there? I'm sure most of us. I remember 2017 was a little bit for that for us. You know, I was, I don't know, maybe I was having a bit of a midlife crisis. You can guess how old I was now. Um, but I was like, oh God, like, what are you saying? What are you doing? And I started spending a lot of time in the US. We spent five months there. I was traveling there, leading worship and pursuing music. I had a couple opportunities to potentially move over there. We went there as a family, took my kids out of school, but we were just trying to hear God. And uh, my wife as well was just, uh, we, we were really set on moving to the U.S. Um, I know some of you are saying, well, why would you want to do that? Sorry, Americans. I love America, just by the way. But, um, but they've they got some problems right now, let me just tell you that. Um, but I, I really love the U.S., a particular place called Nashville, Tennessee. I've got a lot of friends there in the music industry. Um, and uh, I don't know, we just felt something, but not knowing that God actually needed to take us out of our current situation for a season to give us some perspective. And he does that because he has different perspective that we cannot see on the ground. It's like when you fly over a building, you look down, you're like, oh, those buildings don't look so big. And then you land in Fifth Avenue in New York and you look up, you're like, my goodness, different perspective. But we, we, we weren't sure. We just had no clarity. It felt blurry. It felt like we couldn't see what was coming. And I know what that feels like naturally because I um, had laser done on my eyes. And I remember uh, going for an eye test <laughs> when I started driving. I was battling to see the signs at night. I was like, you know. And uh, I'll never forget this. I went to the drive-in in Durban. And so I watched the first movie. 
And then I was like, I said to my friend, hey, where's the, uh, where's the toilet? Because he had just come back from the toilet. He goes, oh, just at the building at the back there, because they sell popcorn, and it's where the movie kind of shows from. He says, uh, it's under the D. So I look at him, I'm like, shut up, man. What do you mean the D? Where D? He says, no, man. He says, it says driving on the back. I'm like, rubbish. He goes, can't you see driving? I was like, no. I was like, shut up. You're joking. As I'm walking back, about halfway back, driving starts appearing on this wall. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I need help. I, I couldn't see it. So I go for an eye test. And the guy says to me, I don't know how you passed matric, which is like our grade 12 year. I was like, well, I did used to sit in the front of the class and do a little bit of that. He's like, no, man, you need glasses. I was like, you're kidding. Well, glasses arrived. I put them on. I'll never forget walking out of Specsavers. That's where we get our glasses from in South Africa. I walked out, and I was like, it was a whole new world. But it also got like a fright because I could see eyeballs looking at me that I'd never noticed before. Like I was walking in the mall and the people were looking at me. I was like, what the? I'd never seen actual eyeballs from 10 meters away. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I can see you looking at me now, you know? <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is like incredible. It made such a difference to my life. Kind of like HD TV. Do you remember? We were all happy with our TV before that. And then HD and you see the sweat. You see the blade of grass coming off the soccer ball and... Let's not talk about the cricket. South Africa lost again in the semi-final yesterday. But we won the World Cup, everybody, the rugby. Yes, yes, yes. But it, in HD, it just comes alive. And this, this is what it is, clear prophetic vision. Your life comes alive because you've got clarity. You can actually see, and you will never go back. I, I'm not buying a, a standard definition TV with a little bunny aerial. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. HD, and now it's 4K, and it's like, it's, it's crazy. We would never go back. You never go back to driving a manual car if you've driven an automatic, everybody. Okay. And God wants to give us clear prophetic vision. If we haven't had that, today is an opportunity for a new start. I love this. Talking about heaven's bliss in Psalm 32. Again, what bliss belongs to the one whose rebellion has been forgiven? And that's why I said you can have a new start. Those whose sins are covered by the blood. I mean, we had a beautiful moment just communing. That's what it is, remembering what God did for us. That our past, our slate has been wiped clean. What bliss belongs to those who have confessed their corruption to God. There's repentance in this. We've got to come before God, just letting go of our past. For he wipes their slates clean and removes hypocrisy from their hearts. What bliss belongs to us, all of us in this room today. So my heart today, and I'm sure you can, ex- you can feel my passion, I just want heaven's bliss to fill your soul today for our futures. Heaven's bliss speaks of utter joy and contentment. Uh, the word joy is a beautiful word because it's not something we use much these days. Like, how are you feeling? No, I'm feeling joyful. It's like, it's a bit strange, you know? But it's, it's so different to happiness. Happiness depends on what happens to you. So Matt, if I give you a, it's yours. Would you be happy? Okay, okay. <laughs> Because something happened. I gave him a phone, okay? But joy is different. Joy is a contentment and a, and a peace in our hearts. Regardless of what happens, we, we, we've got joy. We've got heaven's bliss in our soul. Because it doesn't matter what goes on around us. There can be people in Israel right now in Gaza full of joy if heaven's bliss is filling their soul. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because it, it's, it's not dependent on circumstance. Joy, heaven's bliss. Past has been forgiven. Hope for the future. And we all need 
this divine guidance, this, this uh, discipleship from the word, from pastors. And it's so important. And, and, and I, I just, just to share this here, Proverbs 29, 18 says this, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. And this is not, we're not talking about, you know, the Old Testament, yeah, obeying the law. We, we, we know that Jesus came to give us, you know, grace and forgiveness. But it doesn't mean we just eradicate everything in the Old Testament. There's principles there that are so powerful. We need divine guidance. And where we just, we, we, well, we yes, stand in right living before God and we're just honoring Him, we, we become full of joy. I, I love the way that they put this about run wild. Um, in some version, it actually speaks about an accident waiting to happen. Like when you just run wild, you know? I don't know if you've ever been on a bicycle that lost its brakes or something like that. It's, it's terrifying, okay? I remember as a kid, I didn't know how to use the brakes on this bike, and I put my foot down, and the pedal came and, like, gouged the back of my heel, left, like, a chunk of uh, meat on the pedal there. It was, oh, uh, think about it today. I can feel it right now, right there. <laughs> you know, you have that sympathy pain, like, from, from a long time ago. But... Talking about running wild, I, I'm not like too brave when it comes to horses. I know there's horses right here. You offer me a horse ride even to pay me money, I'm not doing it, okay? Because I've been kicked, I've been bucked, I've been bitten, I, I, all sorts. I'll never forget, I had this girlfriend at high school, and she was like, let's go for a horse ride. I was like, okay. I sat on the horse behind her horse, and we were walking through this forest. I was so terrified, I was so nervous. And her horse started kicking my horse, like, like this. And my horse tried to bite, bite bite the horse, and I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, just, just trying to be cool, and guys, I don't know what happened there, it was a little altercation, my horse was clever enough to turn as it saw two legs coming, and it turned like this, and her horse kicked me right here in the leg, and I was like, ah. my girlfriend looks around, and like, are you okay, I'm like, no, no, I'm fine, as she looked forward, I was like, ah. I had a hoof, like, mark, bruise on my leg, and then one other time, I'll never forget this, man. You guys had a thunderstorm last night. I can't believe it. We, we managed to time it right. But I was about one kilometer out of the paddock, and there was a thunderstorm that, that just hit. Because <laughs> I wish someone had filmed this, because if I could show it to you now, you would literally be falling off your chair laughing. I've got a pair of, like, board shorts on, like a costume and a, and a shirt. No helmet, no shoes. Cruising on this horse. Lightning. <laughs> my horse just goes up like this. I just grab on its neck. I come down. Poof. I hit my head on the, the neck of this horse, and then it just bolts back to the paddock. And I am on a full, I've only trotted in my life. Do you know what a trot is? That's like a little, this thing went into a full gallop, like it's racing. And I'm holding on the neck, and I'm sliding around like this. And I, I actually grab the bit, that thing in the mouth here, and I'm holding its bit. And it's going, and I managed to crawl back onto this thing like this, and I'm trying to pull its reins. It wouldn't stop lightning again and this thing just turns I flick around to the other side I went through a thorn bush I promise you at one point I was just holding its mane and I looked down and the only thing that kept me on the horse was the fact that my, my foot was stuck in the stirrup on the other side I couldn't actually get it out I would have jumped off but that saved my life because I promise you I looked at one stage my head was about this far from the gravel I mean I, I'm sounding dramatic here this is true okay and all I could here was my friend laughing, screaming with laughter in the distance. I got back to the paddock. I shot right over its head, and I did like a roll. I had roasties everywhere, and I've never been on a horse since then. I'm telling you now. <laughs> now, I know that might be funny, but it's not funny when you're in the moment and you're about to die. That's what your life can look like 
if you don't accept divine guidance. It says you run wild. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to honor you and follow you because I don't want to ever feel like that again. (laughs) But I just want to talk to you a little bit more about how important it is to have this divine guidance. How important it is to have God speaking into your today and to your tomorrow. He's already spoken into our yesterdays because we've all made a mess in many ways of our lives, but he's forgiven past. I mean, we, sometimes we need to deal with our yesterdays. Uh, you know, I heard someone once say that when they took the Israelites out of Egypt, they got them out of Egypt, but then it took some time to get Egypt out of them because we, we, we have our insecurities and sometimes we're familiar with our past. Ask many, uh, there's many stats around how people that are in jail come out and then they commit crimes to get back in because it comes their familiar space. But God has dealt with our yesterdays. We need, we need to sometimes deal with them and, and talk to other people about it. It actually says go to God for forgiveness and go to people for healing. And that's why home groups, I'm sure you guys are kicking those off again, are so important because it, it's connection with people where you share your story, they share theirs, and healing comes that way. But I want to just speak hope into our futures and how God can speak that into us. So every year... Um, I have like a word for the year or just a, a, a sentence for the year. I think it's so important. And now we, can you believe it's Christmas in like a few weeks, guys? These guys have put up their Christmas tree already. Anyone else put up their Christmas tree? Oh, a few of you guys, okay. I understand why, because they're going away and they were like, whatever. Anyway, so, but it's Christmas already. And before we know it, it's going to be January 2024, everybody. Do you remember watching that Bruce Willis movie that, you know, where the cars were flying and it's like the year 2020, we passed that. <laughs> it's terrifying. Eh? And every year I just say, God, what are you saying to me? And you need to be asking these questions yourself as well as a family, as a business, as an individual, not just for the pastor. Hey, you know, man of God, you give me the word of God. No, no. Well, yes, but also God wants to speak to you. And so every year in the previous years, we've had words like, Love God, love people, as people love by God, which is the gospel. Uh, in 2021, we had the word uh, believe. And I bought this cap here today. You wearing a cap there. You can have it. There we go. <laughs> um, this cap, no one's having, because I'm going to tell you a story about this cap in a moment. You can have the believe cap. But we have, a, we have a theme for the year. It was just believe. It's a story of Jairus, you know, when he, um, Jairus's daughter, and Jesus took his time getting there. You know, she was sick. And then you know, they sent messages, said, oh, you know, don't bother coming. She already died. He was like, just believe. Just believe. So that was our theme. And then last year, we had lovers of truth in a world of compromise. <laughs> We've got to hang on to truth, friends, and the truth of God's word. And then this year, I was like, God, what are you saying to me for this year? And it was so funny because even in that, I didn't click straight away. What are you saying to me? And... I read this, and there were a whole bunch of things, and I just want to show you practically how God can speak to us, because God wants to speak to all of us, but sometimes we're just too doff to listen. That word doff is for South Africans, yeah, we're just a little slow, you know, we're just not catching it, okay? And I'm reading this, this is the calling of the prophet Ezekiel, and I just want you to notice a few things, I think it'll be up on the screen, it says, stand up, son of man, said the voice, I want to speak with you. The spirit came into me as he spoke. And he set me free. I listened carefully to his words. Son of man, he said, you see where I'm going with this, okay? There's a lot of speaking going on and a lot of listening. I'm sending you to the nation of Israel, a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They they and their ancestors have been rebelling against me uh, 
so I'm reading very fast here because I've got to get through this, uh, to this very day, they are stubborn and hard-hearted people. Kind of reminds me a little bit about the situation you guys find yourself in here. But I'm sending you to say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or refuse to listen, for remember, they are rebels. At least they will know they have a prophet among them. So this is the calling of the prophet Ezekiel just for his life. But I just started to see words like said and the voice and his words and his say. And I'm like, God, are you speaking to me? And then I was remem- uh, reminded of that famous passage. I think a lot of us will recognize when we, we, we think of the word speak in the Bible. And it's when God speaks to Samuel. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I just want to uh, remind you quickly of the story uh, and just four little things that I picked up out of this as I was like studying and asking God to show me what his word is. 1 Samuel 3, this is in the Amplified, it says, Now, boy, Samuel was attending to the service of the Lord under the supervision of Eli. So Eli was one of the priests, and Samuel was, was the kid serving in the temple and serving him. And it says, The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. I love that, that thought. It was rare and precious. Is the word of the Lord still rare and precious to you even today that you, you, you prioritize God's word and is coming together, gathering with the saints? It's, it's precious. Uh, I mean, we, we take it for granted, but the fact that we can meet here on a Friday morning is, is a gift, okay? It's rare and precious in those days, and it says visions, that is, new revelations of divine truth, were not widespread. But we have the divine truth of God in our lives right now, today. And then, so basically, that's the setup of it, and twice Samuel heard this, this voice saying, Samuel, and twice he got up and he went to Levi who was the high priest that he was serving, saying, hey, did you call me? And listen to what happens the third time. So the Lord called Samuel a third time. This is verse 8 of uh, 1 Samuel 3. He stood up and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli understood that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. That's why you need to have people in your life that can sometimes discern things for you. And that's why you need a pastor as well. The season that you are here in Bahrain, Make Ray and Lynette your pastors. I know some of you guys are here for only a season, but you need people in your life that are going to be able to love you, pray for you, lead you, guide you. And I know he's a lot younger than some of you guys, but God's anointed them and called them. Listen, they're not here just for work. I know they do work, but God called them here. They could leave at any stage because God would call them somewhere else. Let me tell you, being a pastor, it's a calling. I have thought multiple times of going back into business where I can actually make far more money, trust me. Uh, you know what I'm saying, if it was about that. But God has called me to do what I do, and generally pastors, I would hope, are being called. Uh, no one just comes to the desert to, to, to lead a church in a, in a nation that doesn't honor God. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's a calling. And that's why we need people in your life that can recognize these things. And, he, and so Eli recognizes, he says, oh, I understand what's going on. And he said, so, so Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be that if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood and called as the previous time. So Samuel, he said, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for your servant is listening. You notice also some of the, you know, in the previous scripture and in this one, the, the, the amount of times you've seen the word speak and listen, speak and say. And it's like, okay, God, I think you're speaking to me. Uh, speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will ring. And on that day, I will carry out against Eli everything that I have spoken concerning his house, his family, from the beginning to the end. But you can see right 
from all the way back then, God's heart to speak to his servants, to his people. So I'm like, God, are you trying to say something to me? And I, I, sometimes I can almost picture God just going, duh. You know, I don't know if you guys say that thing. It's like, you know, it's like obvious, you know. And anyway, I've always understood God to speak in five ways. Anyone done the Alpha course here? Some of you guys. Who remembers the five CSs from Nicky Gumbel in the Alpha Course? Does anyone remember? Do you remember them? But he, he, he speaks about how God um, leads and guides us in five ways. And they all begin with CS, commanding scripture, counsel of the saints, circumstantial signs, compelling spirits, and common sense. Pretty cool. Five things. Scripture, that's, God will always speak through the word. Compelling spirit, God also wants to speak to you. And don't misunderstand what I'm not saying. People in those days, in the early Bible, sorry, not early Bible days, early church days, didn't have the New Testament. They were writing the New Testament as it was happening. So, so often as Christians, we rely just on the Bible. Yes, we rely on the Bible, but also rely on God to speak to you because as he spoke to them back then, all the stuff that we read about was God speaking. He still has that ability to speak. It'll always line up with the word of God, but the compelling spirit, circumstantial signs, open doors, closed doors, things just line up. Um, common sense, guys, please. Can we also just have some common sense as believers? You know, we just, sometimes, I know we're not of this world, but we are in this world, and sometimes we just use our brains. God's given you a brain. Sometimes we talk about, oh, I'm just going to pray about if I should go to church. You don't need to pray about that. Pray about which church, perhaps, but there's certain things that are just obvious. You don't need to pray about certain things, okay? Common sense, what was the fifth one? No, circumstantial signs, I already said. Uh, Council of the Saints. Thank you, sir, you're listening. Donut on me for you. Are there any donuts left? I'm kidding. Uh, But Council of the Saints, Christian friends and family, we need those. I already spoke about that. But... Four things that I picked out of this, speak, Lord, your servant hears, is that when, so so Eli gave him really wise counsel, and and he says to him, go lie down. And and that spoke to me about make yourself available for God to speak to you, and that is your posture. So if you're taking notes, just four quick things. Your posture, what is, that's your spiritual attitude, your spiritual heart. And I think I'm speaking to the converted today. Your posture is, hey, I'm here, God, speak to me. But we need to not just have that on Fridays, but daily. Wake up. Say, Lord. I'm not saying wake up as in wake up when you wake up. Lord, um, speak to me today. Let that be the posture of your heart. Give God your first and your best every single day. I talk about the first 15 in our church. Give him the first 15 minutes of the day. It's not hard to do that. Five minutes of prayer, five minutes of worship, five minutes in the word. So simple. This year, our church, most of our church is on a journey to read the whole word, the whole Bible in one year. I'm on track, everybody. I'm nearly there. But start to finish. And, uh, well, they do a Psalm, Proverb, and an Old Testament, and a New Testament. And it's been amazing. And I asked, and I challenged our church, watch how your life will be impacted and changed by the end of that year. And I can tell you now, there are incredible stories. And it's not a lot of reading. It's 10, 15 minutes a day. If you put it on the two times speed on the, which is not the point, on the Bible app, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, especially when you get Psalm 119, it's a long one, eh? Um, anyway. So the posture of your heart, give him the, the, the first and the best. And that doesn't just come to our finances. Give him our first and our best, like we did earlier. But it comes to our lives. What's the posture of our heart? And I also believe that the posture of our heart 
is to give God our lives, I think our finances follow because where your treasure is, okay? There your heart is. I love the second thing is there wasn't this presumption in God. He says, if he calls you, and I think sometimes we're quite presumptuous when it comes to God, like he's my mate. Yes, he's your friend, but he's also God. And I know we, we were speaking about that, uh, hey, Ray, like the reverence for God. I think we're so crazy as culture, we go to the pendulum swing, you know? Jesus saves us. Hey, if like, uh, he's my mate, uh, grace, uh, you know, Lord, sorry for what I'm about to do, you know? We've got to get that reverence thing right, you know, where we, we get back to the middle. And, and he says, if he calls you again, and that's the second thing, reverence is so important when it comes to God. We, he, he's God. He's Lord. Yes, he's your friend, but he, he's the one that holds us all together. He knows the amount of hairs on your head. He knows what tomorrow will look like when we're talking about God speaking to us and divine counsel and guidance. He knows. He's Lord. I mean, so often we look back and we're like, oh, God, I don't know why I didn't get it then. You know, he already knows. We need to have this reverence for the Lord. And then the third thing, I think, and, and this is uh, what I picked up out of this. He says, speak, Lord. We need to respond to, to the word. When God speaks, we, we say, okay, speak, Lord. And th- there's this response from us. You know, and, and when we read the Bible, ask God to speak to you. Say, Lord, would you speak to me today? That let it come alive. And wait for God to speak. How crazy it is it to go to a doctor or go to a bio and say, like I went to Ray, I was like, I've got a sore shoulder, I've got a sore jaw, I've got a sore this. Shot, thank you, and I leave. What would be the point of that? Like we, we, we go to people for help, but then we don't actually wait or receive the help. It, it wouldn't make sense going to a doctor and not actually getting a diagnosis or some medication. But go to God. Lord, don't just ask him for things, but wait for him to speak back. How often do we, we, we tick the box, we pray the little quick prayer at night, you know, and then we fall asleep. Well, Lord, I'm just asking you to help with this. And then we go, okay, thanks, God, and I'm going to go on with the rest of my day. Bring him into all aspects of your life. Ask him to speak to you, and he will. Ask him to respond. And then he says, your servant hears. And I think what's so important about that language when, when he says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, your servant hears, your humble servant, some versions speak about, is that there's a humbling of ourselves before God and his word. You see, we too often think we've got it. We, we know, you know, even James talks about that. Don't say, I'm going to go there, do business there. I'm going to go here, there, and everywhere. You don't even know what tomorrow looks like. Yeah. And I think there needs to be this understanding of surrender to God. And that's the fourth thing. Just surrender before God and say, God, I'm your humble servant. Whatever you say is what I'll do. Obedience is so important. Anyway, in through reading that, so, so those four things are just posture, reverence, response, surrender. So if you remember four things today, just remember those. But re- remember, to bring you back to the story, I'm on this journey of saying, God, what are you saying to me for the year? And I'm doing this study. And eventually, I start to surrender to what God is wanting to say to me. But I've got to tell you the story. How long have I got left? Is there a time here? What? No, no, rubbish. Anyway, so I've got to tell you the story. And uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a visual person and a picture person, so I bought some pics as well. Don't put them up yet, friends. Ella. Um, so I'm uh, on the way to a conference in the U.S. We, uh, guys, we traveled Durban, Joburg, Joburg, Qatar, nine hours in Qatar, Qatar, JFK. We land at midnight. My wife is so mad with me. We, we go across to LaGuardia. Our flight's only at six. The airport's closed. Sleep on the floor by the trolleys. Lacquer. Nothing open. No lounge open. Nothing. We eventually get through security. We were at the airport since like half past 12. 
but we weren't at the check-in. We get to check-in, and there's just people everywhere. This is New York, like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, I can't believe this. We get through uh, security, and it's now like we've got to get basically straight onto the plane. I thought we could at least find a place to quickly freshen up, shower. So my wife was like, you go get me a coffee. I'm going just to, I, I, I just need to wake up. Like, I put water in her face. So I was like, okay, you do what, you know, your wife says, guys. So I'm standing in the, the Dunkin' Donut queue to attention. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Jackie. But there's this long queue in Dunkin' Donuts, and she wants a Dunkachino at 5 a.m. Do you know what that is? It's like a mocha. It's like a chocolate and coffee. They've taken it off the menu. She is so upset about that. But she's like, I need a Dunkachino. So I'm like, okay. So I stand there, and I'm just standing in the queue waiting, and I'm looking at people walk past at the airport. 5 a.m. in the morning. I see this guy walk past wearing this cap like this. He's just walking, and he's such a cool guy. He's got white pants on, and he's just cruising. It. I'm like, and I, I love caps. And I'm like, I can't really make, it's like if I show you that quick, you guys have been staring at that. None of you know what that means. Eh? Or even, you're the same as me. I was like, I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, I'm looking at the cap, and then he looks straight at me. And I'm like, look away. It was a bit of an awkward, <laughs> bit of an awkward thing. And he's got two like, older kids with him, and he's just cruising like I say. And I'm like, yeah, that guy looks like a good guy. And then I'm doing the typical pastor thing. I'm like, Lord, I wonder what he does. Just wonder if he's a Christian. Just prayed a little prayer for him. But I was so frustrated. Like I'd never worked out what the cap said. And I was like, man, it's a cool cap. So left. Never to, I, I even said to myself, I'll never see him again. I'm quite sentimental. I'll never see him again. <laughs> Some of you, honestly, I'll never see you again. It's quite crazy that life is like, maybe I'll see you one day in eternity, but then I won't recognize you because you're sitting so far back. Anyway, <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'll never see this guy again. I fly Washington, Birmingham. Birmingham is like this back-end town in America, in Alabama, okay? And I go to this conference, and then after the conference, I go to a random tour of Highlands College. It's a Bible college in Birmingham, and I was with my friends, and we're just having a little look around. I'm walking out, and Cap Guy walks in the front door. <laughs> Here's your cue, Ella. With his white pants. With his white pants. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I just shout, I saw you this morning in, in New York. Guys, th- this guy flew Atlanta, Birmingham. I mean, this is like thousands of miles away, and, and 300 50 million odd people in America. I'm like, no ways. My, our wives are looking at each other because he was with his wife as now. And, and they're like, what is this? Like some bromance going on here. And I'm like, I'm so excited. And I'm like, the cap, you the cap guy. He's like, yeah. I said, I was standing in the Dunkin' Donut queue trying to look at the name of your cap and you look straight at me. He goes, I remember you. I was wishing I was you in the, in the queue, man. <laughs> I needed a coffee, he says. So I'm like, this is crazy. The cap, what is it? He goes, no, Nemeus. So I said, oh, please, I've got to get one. He just goes, so I'm like, why? Go to the next one. That's why. 200 and, oh, there, it's on sale. $250 for a cap. I'm like, for a cap. Some of you are wondering how I got it. I did not buy it, just wait. Um, <laughs> these pastors, you know. Um, I'm like, that's crazy. I said, why is it such a big deal? He goes, well, this guy made it famous. Justin Bieber, the miracle way. He wore it on a carpool karaoke, and then the brand blew up. So I'm like, oh, that's crazy. He says, my daughter works for this brand in L.A. called Nameas. He goes, Lewis Hamilton wears the cap. Um, I'm like, oh, Lewis. I, was, I even went and checked. He's got the exact same cap. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So this is a really, really cool cap. Anyway, 
he's a pastor from Houston, Texas, this guy. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm here for the conference. So you, it was amazing. Well, we just connected and hit it off. And it was one of those God divide moments. You think God was trying to speak to me? They invite us over to their church in February. My wife and I did a marriage night with them, and I spoke at his church. We shared the story. We hugged. It was just an awesome story. He's just been out to South Africa with his whole family. He's seeing what we're doing. I mean, we've got a children's village where we have, at the moment, 25 orphans. We've just built our 10th home. And he's like, man, I need to build, build one of those homes. He's like, how much are they? I'm like, it's 35,000 years. He says, is that all? I was like, should I say more? He goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, I, I want to build two of those. And, and I mean, just... They just so excited about what we're doing in South Africa. We've been looking for people to partner with that we can trust, and God's up to something. So, and they've just invited us back there in February. And one of my favorite bands is a band called Laney. Does anyone know of a band called Laney? So his daughter's his daughter's dating the singer. So they're going to take us to a Laney show. Anyway, yeah, it's amazing. So we, so how's this? In December, the day before my birthday, this arrives in the post. And he says, my friend, this hat has brought us together. They call it a hat, not cap in Texas. For, for big things in the kingdom. He says, I had to get you one. Hope you enjoy it and let God speak to your heart. Tell Jenna hello from us. Much love, my friend, Scott. And I'm like, Lord, I th- I get goosebumps. are you trying to speak to me? <laughs> no one's ever said that to me. Let God speak to your heart. That next week, because it was holidays, so my birthday is 19th of December, we go away. Jonah's reading a book, and I only clicked a little later, the woman of the Bible, speak. <laughs> I was like, what? This is crazy. And then I just chatted to our team to go, maybe that should be the word for the year for us. Like, speak. I just like this idea of God wanting to speak to us. And I'm like, you look at the book you're reading. It's like, it's in my face. I then scroll through Instagram, and then I'm like, Lisa Bavia's new book is called uh, Speak to Your Soul. I'm like, God, I really think you're trying to speak to me. I, I, I carry on, and then this pops up. Passions, my creative guy says, do you know what Passions New Conference is? This is last year. It's called Speak. I'm like, this is crazy. God, you're trying to speak to me. Go, then, I, then I flick through uh, J. John, someone I follow. God speaks. Then, then I came across this. God is speaking to you. I mean, it was like all like in days. Then, then, then a friend of mine said, hey, how's this? She's a, she works in our church. She sent me this. Um, next one. Tell the truth. The truth you speak will not always be popular, convenient, and well-received. Speak anyway. And I was thinking about God speaking to us, us speaking to, to people. And then, then this was also the final thing. My, our accountant in our church, not even part of our church, he says, hey, just this is my favorite verse. I want to send it to you. I'm like, no, this is, this is too much. This is crazy. Speak, Lord. Anyway, so I'm like, Lord, I think that's going to be our theme for the year. God speaking to us us speaking to God, we speaking life and vision to ourselves, and then us speaking to other people. It's, it, it's perfect. And then I read this commentary um, on the speak, Lord, and it says this, we must hear from God. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying to you today, you must hear from God. I'm not like, not being hectic here, like, come on, you, but, but you need to hear from God. Yeah, the preacher may speak, parents may speak, we wish our kids would listen. Our friends may speak. Our teachers may speak. I know many of you guys are teachers here. Those on the radio or te- television may speak. That is all fine, but their voices mean nothing for eternity unless God speaks through them. Yeah. And this whole thing just started to like drop. Like, God, speak to me this year. 
And, and that's my hope for you. I, I pray that even through these little stories and God, the way he wants to speak to us through the smallest of things, through a cap, man. He wants to speak to us. Don't shut your ears off to that. Be open to the whispers. But then it gets even better because I'm a colors person. Friends of ours were in Orlando um, that exactly time over Christmas. And, and I told them to go see this, this wheel, which is in Orlando, which is this color here. And I just saved the picture because I like it. I don't know. I just like the colors of it, okay? And then, because I'm a color person, and, and uh, I think God actually speaks through colors and just, just so many things, okay? So I saved this picture, and then I thought, oh, let me do a bit of imagery around speak for our creative team. So I Google like a sound wave, and it's this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, these are saved in my thing as the same colors. Like, I know this sounds really random. You think, Hilton, you've completely lost it. But I was like, that's not just by chance. So our, our theme for the year this year was, was speak. And we made some caps and all sorts like that. And just for God wanting to, to speak to us. And as I kind of wrap this thing up, because um, I think we've got to be done by half past. Are you getting something out of this, everybody? Are you getting something out of this? Hopefully you are. I just want to tell you one or two quick stories because I, I think there's also, there's got to be fruit in something. Well, you're saying Hilton did God speak to you <laughs> this year. Has, has he spoken to your people? And guys, I could literally spend the next few hours, but I can't because I'm flying out later, um, <laughs> telling you stories how God has spoken to our church. People are starting to hear God in the most incredible ways. Um, I hope I don't get emotional with some of these stories, but there was a, this guy joined our church. He was dating this girl, and I was like trying to figure this out. They were kind of new. Next thing I see is with another girl, and I'm like, who's this? Oh, that's his, that's his wife, but they're not actually divorced. Then they broke up, the two that were dating each other. Then, then she, the, the, the wife that was the ex-wife is apparently not. they at the baptism, and I'm like, what's going on here? I actually didn't even know the whole story. Anyway, we pray for all the people that get baptized, and I, and I always just trust God to speak to me, a very specific word for every single person. And I look at her, and I, I see like thick scars, like lines, but like, you know when they're ridged, they're thick. So I'm trying to look at her face to see if she had a car accident or something, you know, like maybe there's, Lord, just give me something to go with here, you know. I've, I've, I've learned now in time just to go out with these things, but I just said, look, I don't know what this means to you, but I just see thick scars. And I said, when you look at your scars, They've been a reminder of your hurt, your pain, and your brokenness. But when you look at them going forward, they'll be a reminder of God's redemption, His restoration, and healing in your life. She just like lost it. She comes up to me after the baptism moment, and she goes, look. And all over her arms and her wrists were these thick scars. I would had no idea. And I don't tell you the story to say, oh, geez, that's amazing, Hilton. got nothing to do with me. But God wants to speak to you. And that was some, something for her that was just so personal, something so powerful. When she sees them, they're going to be a reminder of how far God has brought her. This couple are back together now, serving God in our church, just amazing. The other day, um, this is bizarre, because I've been asking God to speak to me, and you need to start to ask God to speak to you. You don't have to be this prophetic guy. God wants to speak to all of us. And as you start to nurture the gift, listen like Samuel did. I believe God will speak to you. God... He does, he's not worried about how old you are. God will speak to anybody. It's funny enough, kids actually hear God more than adults because we start to rationalize and reason it and like, uh, you know, am I losing it here? The other night at church, this couple I don't really know that well. Their names are Gareth and Stacy. They serve in our Sunday night service and she was quite heavily pregnant. 
safe to say, when you Jew, you never ask a lady when she's Jew, ever. Because my dad actually rubbed the lady's stomach and said, when, when you're Jew, and she said, I had it a year ago. And he's busy rubbing her stomach. It's a true story. It was so funny. Uh, Ray said to me, please bring cream soda. I've got this friend of ours, South African, that's craving it. She's pregnant. So we were at their house the other day, and I'd met you guys there, and I didn't know it was the same pregnant lady, but I'm like, oh, Lynette, I've got cream soda for some lady uh, that's apparently craving it. It's pregnant. She was standing right behind. She just went. <laughs> she was like, she almost started to cry. You've only got about this much left, eh? Anyway, so this couple, Gareth and Stacy, she's heavily pregnant, and I, I, I kind of got chatting. I was like, oh, when's the baby due? And they said, oh, pretty soon. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I just hear God say, Rebecca, girl. But I'm like, this is a, this is a big one, God. Like, I can't, like, what do I do here? Like, I'm going to So I say, do you know what you're having? And she goes, they go, no. So I, I shouldn't have actually done it this way around, but I'm human. I was like, if you have a girl, what's her name going to be? And they said, oh, Rebecca. I was like, you're probably not going to believe me, and maybe even you guys don't believe me, but I was like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. I literally, when I, I looked at your stomach, I, I felt girl Rebecca. They go, oh, we're having a girl. I'm like, hey, wait, 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 I'm like, listen, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that's what I felt. Like, I, this has never happened to me before, but I, I just felt girl Rebecca. The next day, they have a girl in the name of Rebecca. The next day, they sent me a photo. Oh, I forgot to bring the photo, man. I was just, but they were so stirred by this. They were like, that was such a divine moment. Remember I used the word divine. Talk about divine thing. They, for them, it's just done so much for their faith. They're like, God has something on our girl, Rebecca. We, we're so encouraged and so full of faith with regards to this. Then the other day, one more story. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, I mean, we just call people up to pray. We don't often do that. And I just said, God, like, speak. There was this one guy, I get to this guy, and I look at him, and I was like, man, you, you, uh, this is also, you know when you're in front of the whole church as well? <laughs> I keep going with these things. I'm like, oh, Lord, please. Because when we get it wrong, you know, sometimes we miss here and things. I was like, um, I, I see roots in the faith. It's tree, but you've, you've fallen over. And he just, like, really started to connect with that. I, I had no idea who this guy was. His name's Grant. I had no idea at the time who he was. I'd never seen him before at church. And then I just felt the word betrayal. It's quite a big thing to go with, eh? I was like, Phew. I said, it felt like you lost your faith. You were betrayed. I said, he just broke down. Anyway, that was it. I just prayed for healing. I also prayed that planted on the riverbank scripture that there's going to be new life that will flow through him and he needs to, you know, the roots that he had in the faith. Anyway, that was it. I get a message the next day from our lady who's our receptionist. says, Grant wants to see you. So I'm like, who's Grant? I don't know. The guy you prayed for on Sunday. Next day, Grant wants to see you. And I had a, quite a crazy, eventually on Thursday, I, uh, I get a hold of Grant. I was like, hey, man, apparently you want to see me. He says, please. I said, when, when do you want to set this up? He goes, I'm coming now. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Grant apparently works uh, at a school just down the road. He arrives there like 10 minutes later. He sits down in my office. And he says, that, that, that wasn't the, the nail on the head. He says, that was a nail on a pin. Like, he, he just says, I can't even describe to you. So he says, do you know my story? So I said, no, I've never seen you before. He goes, that was the first time back in church for a long, long time. He says, my wife's been coming. I've been really anti. He goes, I grew up, my parents were in the vineyard church. So he spoke about roots in the faith. He says, but I got totally smashed a few years ago. While I was taking my kids to church, my wife was cheating on me. 
And I said, I never recognized it. I thought it was an affair. But when you said betrayal, I suddenly realized because that's how I lost my faith. It was like, this feels like a betrayal. Like, well, I'm investing into my family, my kids, my wife behind my back is with another man. And he goes, this is my first time back in church for a long time. And God, he, he's, I'm, I'm planted now. And we've seen Grant every single week for the last four weeks. And God is restoring their marriage as well. Isn't that amazing? But God just wants to speak to us. It's got nothing to do with me. We're just messengers. There's nothing special about us. It's God that's special. The divine guidance comes from God. Heaven's bliss will fill your soul. And I'll wrap up with this. Why it's important, guys. God speaks to us. It's not just for us. Be so selfish if it was just for us. Yes, we like these little words, and you say, oh, I'd love a little word like that for myself, and those are good. But it's for generations to come. It's for your children and your children's children. It's for the people of Bahrain. And I love this. Isaiah 59 says, I arrive in Zion as a redeemer to those in Jacob who leave their sins, God's decree. As for me, God says, this is my covenant with them. My spirit that I've placed upon you and the words that I've given you to speak, they're not going to leave your mouths, nor the mouths of your children, nor the mouths of your grandchildren. This is why it's so important. It's a legacy thing here. From your children to your grandchildren, you will keep repeating these words and won't ever stop God's orders. And those are God's orders to us today. And the last time I preached here, five years ago, I shared a a legacy story of, um, and I don't have time to speak into it, when Elisha died and was buried. And uh, he was buried, and the legacy of Elisha, when they threw dead bodies onto Elisha, the bones, the dead bones, caused these dead people to come back to life. And I remember being so, do you remember that, Ray? I was, I was actually filled and overwhelmed by the Spirit of God as I shared that story, because that's, that's legacy. What is the legacy of wherever you find yourself, the school, the business? Bahrain itself, when you leave here or one day pass on, whatever, whatever the season is, what is the legacy that you leave to people around you? And I, I, and I just believe that we have to have God's divine prophetic vision for our lives and for our futures and our grandchildren. And we need to have God speak to us. And that's my encouragement to you today. Just say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening and watch God speak. And Ray is going to hear. You, you go share testimonies with Ray and Lynette, how God is speaking to you. I mean, they want to hear. This stuff encourages them. And let me tell you, God is going to speak so specifically to your life about things. I just even sense some of you right now, there's a handful of you guys saying, Lord, what's, how long has my season looked like? You've been praying saying, God, do I stay here? Do I go? God wants to speak to you. Should we give a moment for God to speak and then we'll wrap this up? Is that okay? I, just, I almost sense God saying, someone's got a... A sickness. I think it's a stomach. You've got pain in your stomach and you're saying, Lord, why haven't you healed me? Is, is, is there anyone here today want to respond to that? Anyone? Just Someone got some stomach pain or had stomach pain and it's like reoccurring. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we pray for healing right now in Jesus' name. Right now on those people that have their hands raised, I, I pray that you'd bring healing to those stomachs, God. And that as you've... As they've cried out to you and God said, Lord, please, would you just heal me? Lord, I pray for testimony this week, even God, of healing in Jesus' name. So right now, by your spirit, would you just bring healing in Jesus' name? Lord, those people that are questioning around their futures, what their season looks like, what, 
there's someone specifically, you've been praying, Lord, what does next year look like for me? Anyone will respond to that because I think it's faith that rises in the room when we start to go. Anyone, there's a few of you guys. Okay, amazing. I said a handful of you guys just saying, what does next year look like? Lord, I speak blessing. I speak favor into those futures in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you begin to speak so clearly, Lord God. There would be just such a lining up of what it is that you're calling them to do. If it's, if it's to stay here, to move on, whatever it is, God, would there be open doors in Jesus' name? If it's not meant to be, would there be closed doors, Lord God? I pray that they wouldn't try and push any doors open. I even sense for some of you right now, you don't try and make things happen in your own strength. Let God do it. So Lord, I speak to those futures in Jesus' name. And I, uh, just for someone specifically, you, you've been really doubting. And you're like, but God, like, I don't understand. Like, I need you to show me that you've got me because you felt like he's left you. God's got you. He's got your future. I speak hope into that situation right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I sense for someone, now, this is strange, but you, you've, as you've heard these stories, you're like, man, I... I feel like God's called me to, to pray for people and I want to see healings. And you've prayed that, saying, God, like, right, let my faith rise. Is that anyone here today that, that feels that? Thank you. A few of you guys. And these stories have stirred your faith today. And Lord, let these stories that, that have that come and just let them just begin to well up, Lord Jesus. And I pray there'd be such an encouragement to them. And they, you give them boldness and power. Your word says, when the spirit of God comes upon you, you give us boldness and power. To be, our, to be your witnesses, God. So, Lord, wherever they find themselves, in the workplace, whatever it is, Lord, I pray for testimonies of healing in Jesus' name. I pray for bold faith in Jesus' name. That's what this country needs. We need to see, God, we need to see you move in a most powerful way, Lord Jesus, because you cannot deny that when we see the word of God go out and actually accomplish what it's called to do. And, Lord God, I pray right now for people that are believing for that. Let faith rise in them, Lord God, and let them see the most incredible miracles with their eyes in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just for you guys, baby, I just sense that scripture, Psalm 139, he knits us together in our mother's womb. Powerful, powerful word. So, Lord, we speak life over this beautiful child in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you have, you have already instilled every gift, every talent, every sense such purpose for this child in Jesus' name. It's a testimony. It's a story. Lord God, I just, we just pray for, you know, as they're heading into the last season of the pregnancy, I just pray your hand upon it, Lord God. Your hand has been upon it, Lord Jesus. I pray for protection. And I just pray just a, a way, just any fear in Jesus' name. Just a total rest in you, Lord Jesus, that all is going to be okay. Everything will be restored in Jesus' name. So, Lord, breathe life into this child. Let it be such a breath of fresh air to this family in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that your hand has been upon them. Your grace has been over them for this season in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you speak to us. Your heart is to speak to us. Thank you, Father. I just want to encourage you. 
as we end. Um, God, you don't, you don't need me to pray for you. Because some of you say, oh, that, I, you, I mean, I can. But God can speak to you the same way. As, as I've said, Lord, I speak. I'm listening. I make myself available to God. He speaks. That's why I'm here in Bahrain, really. I'm saying, God, use me. And I'm not saying you have to do what I do. But God wants to speak to you every single day. So I want you to make that part of your prayer when you wake up. Say, Lord, here I am. Your servant is listening. Speak to me. And I'm telling you now, God is going to do the most amazing things. It, it, it shouldn't blow our minds, but it does, right? Maybe last prayer for anyone here today that doesn't really know God. I don't know, just a, a recommitment or you don't know God. I don't know who you are or you're visiting here today. Can, can we just pray this prayer of commitment nice and loud to him? And maybe all of us can pray together. Let's say, dear Lord Jesus, from today, I commit my life fully to you. Thank you for dying for me on the cross so that I could be forgiven and set free. Today, I make you Lord of my life. Speak to me in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Thank you so much for, for having me today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. If I may, just as we finish off, in Habakkuk 2, it says, The Lord responded, Write down this message recorded legibly on tablets, so the one who announces it may read it easily. For the message is a witness to what is decreed. It gives a reliable testimony about how matters will turn out. Even if the message is not fulfilled right away, wait patiently, for it will certainly come to pass. It will not arrive late. And so I want to honor you, Hilton, just for taking pictures, screenshots, I mean, just recording what God is doing. And that's a testimony for us. It builds faith and just speaks about the glory of Jesus. Um, and so I want to encourage you guys, when God speaks, take notes, take screenshots, write these things down. I think one of the things we don't do enough is just share the testimonies of what God is doing. And so if you've got a story, if you've got a testimony, come speak to us. We'd love to share it because as we share, it builds faith in each and every one of us. And I shared this a few weeks ago is that when we share a testimony, it says, I can grasp onto that and say, God, if you can do it for that person, you can do it for me. If you can bring breakthrough in this area in someone's life, you can do it for me. And it builds that thing where God just can come and break through in us and with faith. And so I want to bless you guys. Let's pray. And then you can head out for some snacks and coffee and lunch. So Father God, I just want to thank you, Lord, for this morning that we could come together, that we can 